Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. Drive Time Radio. I'm New York Vinny. We are uh, we, we we have had a mountain of technical difficulties this morning. I know that you probably don't want to hear that because you just expect there to be a radio show at eight o'clock on uh, the given morning that we're supposed to be here. But unfortunately, this morning we have had um, we are victims of Apple. It's the only way I can put it. We are victims of Apple. Uh, and and their um, their control of your computer. And I know I have friends that that dislike Apple, and they are probably right now saying, "I told you so. I told you not to use Apple equipment. I told you that one day this was going to happen." And um, sure and Bigora, they are right. <laughs> what are you going to do? I mean, that's you know, that's radio. Sometimes that's that's. Uh, show business. That's what happens. Sometimes uh, you go in the best uh, plans that you have. So we will get that show up on YouTube for you. The show that we did from the Northwest um, Overland Rally, which is out in Plain, Washington. Uh, it's uh, today's the final day of the rally. They actually go till tomorrow, but all of the seminars and everything are going on today. So I'm just going to have to pretty basically. Uh, describe it to you. So first of all, let me welcome you to this uh, Saturday morning edition of Drive Time Radio. I'm New York Vinny, along with Nathan, uh, our producer. Uh, Every Saturday morning here, we uh, put this little uh, uh, dog and pony show together, automotive dog and pony show, and we dance through the world of cars and let you know what's uh, happening in that world. And we add a, a really special show for you. And as I say, maybe we'll run it next week. Maybe maybe we'll, we'll get everything together and we'll be able to run the show next week and I'll take a nice week off and try to recollect my thoughts. But that's not what you tuned in for. You tuned in for a radio show and I have been radio long enough to know that the, the show must go on. <laughs> what are you going to do? If, if nothing else, this business has mellowed me out to a point where people that know me will tell you if this had happened 15, 20 years ago, I'd be bouncing off the walls, man. Every word you could imagine would be coming out of my mouth and I'd be effing and essing and and this and that and and, uh, you just wouldn't want to see it. But the newer, calmer Vinny, the newer, more um, controlled Vinny, the newer, more um, looking at things from a positive uh, uh, approach says that, uh, Hey, things happen and you and, and you roll along with it. That's what life is all about. Maybe that's what, uh, living 60 something years on this planet does for you is it tells you everything is not always going to go your way. So it isn't going our particular way this morning, but it, that doesn't mean it's not going to go your way. So we will, uh, let's talk a little bit about the Overland Rally. First of all, we had uh, Ray on last week from the Overland Rally. So Nathan and I took a ride out there on set on a Thursday uh, to check it out. We had originally planned to do the broadcast live 
from uh, the Overland Rally this morning. Uh, but I was uh, afraid, not afraid, I mean, I was just fearful that there would be technical difficulties because it's in a field, it's out of town, uh, the internet access isn't all that good, I don't have Starlink. It was just, it was, there was very many things that were going up against it. So I said, let's just record everything and we'll bring it back, we'll put it together. And we'll uh, we'll run it on Saturday morning. Well, in putting it together, it seems that it just doesn't quite uh, transfer quickly enough for whatever reason from uh, the one device that I edited it on to another device that I would have to play it on. And unfortunately, uh, that uh, I wait. You know, I, I did something. Listen, it was my stupidity. I should have done this on Friday. Instead of, and I did it Friday night. I should have done it earlier Friday and got put it all together. So we're going to put that show up on YouTube. That will be on our YouTube channel. We'll get it up there as soon as we can after this show. And people will be able to uh, to check it out and see it and go on there and look at the Northwest Overland Rally. It was a lot of fun uh, going out there. First of all, thank you to uh, Ray and to Marianne and to all of the people uh, that work at the Northwest Overland Rally uh, for uh, helping us out. I mean, it, these people were fantastic. They gave me a golf cart, and Nathan and I went around. We talked to people and uh, got a good buzz and a feeling of what the event was about and how people were uh, responding to it. And I'm going to tell you, there is a healthy uh, overlanding community out there. Uh I know it's a uh, it, it's not just a Northwest thing. I know there's overland people that, that do this in all parts of the country in all different uh, environments, from the desert up to the lush and green Northwest, back east in the snow they do it. I watch enough YouTube to be able to tell you that. Uh, but to talk to them, to see them up close, and to look at some of the innovations that have come along in the uh, camping business uh it's it's a long way the boy scouts <laughs> when, when i used to go out to camp pouch on staten island or camp kiwa in upstate new york and you know used to go up there and camp it's 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 a world of difference the equipment is unbelievable uh the outdoor kitchens would rival your home kitchen uh, the accommodations, uh, bedding, and, and everything in these simple-looking boxes that are mounted either on top of a car or in the back of a pickup truck or uh, in several other places are insulated and they're warm and they're weatherproof and protected from whatever might come along in the night. You can feel safe in these particular um, uh, add-ons to the vehicles. Uh, that you're not going to get, uh, you know, eaten by a bear in the middle of the night, which almost happened to me once up at Suckalos, up in upstate New York, man. i never forget that. I never ran so fast in my life uh, running away from some bear. And they tell you not to run, but, you know, you're, you're 15 years old. You don't know that. I didn't learn that till I was 17. It could have been tragic, but uh, luckily I was good at hiding. I was very good at Ring Alivio which is the game that we used to play back in New York where you would have to hide on people. And those skills did come in early uh, when, uh, you know, <laughs> the bear was running around the campsite. 
Anyway, uh, so we went out there and uh, cruised around the area. Some uh, some really cool vehicles. I mean, you know, I said in in, in the show that we pre-recorded that it's less expensive than get you know going out and buying a fifth wheel and all that kind of stuff. But in some of these cases, I don't think it is. In some of these cases, it's not about what it costs. It's about mobility. It's how far can you go off the beaten path. These people just don't want to get off the beaten path. They want to get off way away from the beaten path. And who can blame them these days? Uh, but it's uh, it it, um, it was a, a, a good community, a lot of young people. This is not necessarily older people camping. This is younger. This is much more for younger people, for people Nathan's age. And um, it, it just seemed to be a good a good community. Lots of stuff. I mean, they have everything from bedding. They had uh, you know new bedding and uh, lights. I'm into lights, so they had a lot of lights. So shiny things attract me. Um, and all other different uh, pieces of apparatus that will make your ability to camp and be mobile off the beaten path uh, a reality. And I was also impressed with how environmentally conscious um, people were. We did an interview with uh, a gentleman that runs uh, an off-road driving school. Because contrary to popular belief, you don't just get in one of these vehicles and drive. I mean, you can. Those are the people that you see with their Jeeps on the end of a helicopter line. And have to, they have to drop in a helicopter line to lift it out of uh, the mess that they got in. Uh, usually accompanied by uh, the rescue squad. Today found, uh, um, uh, after a uh, you know four-day uh, hike in the woods to try to find somebody, Billy uh, Bill Swoe. And uh, Bill Slow and his uh, girlfriend took their Jeep up off-road and didn't know how to drive it. Well, they don't embarrass you like that on live TV, but they're pretty much saying it. And it's, um, you know, so there are components to learning how to drive. There are components to things that you can put in your vehicle to make it safer. There are also now a new component of electric. Uh, there's no, that, no, no, uh, no harm in saying that there are many people who love to take their walk in the, in the woods, uh, in the country. And when they hear, a you know, a huge, um, 700 horsepower, uh, Ram or, uh, Raptor come along, uh, they get a little bent out of shape because the noise of the uh, motor with the uh, low restriction mufflers and everything is, 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 you know, that's not what they went out to nature for. If they wanted to do that, they would have went to the drag races. Well, now with electric, you can have your cake. You're not polluting the air. Uh, you're not, you know, your, your ability to be a good neighbor to people who may not necessarily like the idea that you are Taking your four-wheel drive truck up into the uh, uh, up into the uh, high country, 
maybe it's a, it's a way to get along with everybody. You know, if, if you're not making a noise and, and more and more people I talk to, this is what they, you know, they object to the pollution that's coming out of the engine. They object to the noise. They had to get away from all of that. And you're out there with, uh, you know, 700 horsepower pouring out of uh, a, a couple of exhaust pipes as loud as can be. Uh, you see their point, don't you? You know, the, the woods is a place that you have to share with everybody. It's not just yours alone because you own, uh, you know, a pickup truck. Uh, you have a vehicle and maybe you have a shotgun or something like that. That's It's not, you know, it's to be shared by everybody. Or at least that's the idea. Whether that actually happens or not, I know that there are, uh, you know, there's a lot of different things that go on where people, um, unfortunately, think that one side or the other is more entitled to the use of the land than than should be. But, uh, so it was very impressive in that regard where you would go and you could see the, the vehicles, you could see people. We even had, and this is breaking my heart, so I really do hope you will tune into the YouTube version of this show when we get it up and posted uh, later this morning. We even had a live Saturday morning cartoon. We ran into this woman with a guitar. I mean, what would a campsite be without a guitar, right? We ran into this woman, Nikki, and her friends, and uh, they had a um, had a guitar, and they agreed to do a uh, a song for us. I think the song was um, uh, Riding in My Black Car. I forget who it originally by, but Nikki did a great job with it. And I don't know if we have it. We may have the audio file of it. So we might be able to play that for you as today's cartoon, at least uh, give you that taste of it. Nathan, let's bring Nathan in right now. Good uh, morning, Vinny. Hello, Nathan. How are you? I'm doing well. And good news for you. Look, good, nice to have some good news today, huh? We do have uh, that cartoon here and ready and loaded in. So when we're good. ready for that, we can go ahead and fire that off. And the uh, person that wrote it looks like Miriam Bryant wrote the song Black Car. Well, uh, there's, there's Black Car and then there's Riding in My Black Car. Okay, there's Woody Guthrie, but that's a different one. That's Riding in My Car. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's not give credit to somebody where, um, let's, uh, we'll see if we can, if we can figure out, I I actually found a clip where she says what it is. Uh, it's a long story. Uh, but, uh, we had, we had two takes of, of the, uh, of, uh, the cartoon. So in one take, she says what it is in one take, she doesn't, we have the take where, uh, she doesn't say what it is. I have the take where she says what it is on my computer. I'm going way too much into the explanation, Nathan, than I need to. Um, so we will have that. We'll have that cartoon for you. At least we'll have one thing live uh, from there. H- how did you like our uh, our road trip? Were you impressed? Oh, that with- was excellent. Oh. And it's nice to get away from the city for a while and 
spent some time in the mountains and the evergreens and I uh, wish we could have stayed later to enjoy a nice, you know, starry night, but you know, we had to be home early. Or and wake up uh, early. You too. might have gotten home early. I didn't by the time I got home it was close to midnight. Yeah, something about that with me too, but you know. Yeah, so, got to I mean, be awake I, for work. Yeah, my days of uh, my days of bopping out until four o'clock in the morning, Nathan. Are, uh, are, 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 I wouldn't say they're totally gone, but I don't know. Usually, it's got to be a Friday or a Saturday night where I can just cover up and stay in bed the next day. I had to get up the next morning and uh, do a do a show with Michael Knight. But um, what were your impressions of uh, did going to the uh, rally uh, pique your interest a little bit more about getting a, a tent that would fit on top of your Mazda and go out into the woods and get away from the world? Yeah, I'm sure it was certainly with driving a hatchback. I could be able to do something with just me going out and doing some overlanding, but uh, it was really nice to see the whole... It's almost like a culture, too, when you're out there. It's a convention, and everybody is sort of the same mindset, like you were saying. And I was expecting maybe more of like a showcase, but it was more of like a camp out and really yeah, cool yeah, to see. It was, it was like a jamboree. Yeah. I, yeah. Or a I convention. Would call it, I would call it more than a rally. I would call it a jamboree. Uh, and a jamboree, if you were a Boy Scout, uh, they used to have these things called jamborees, and each mm-hmm. troop would, would show some kind of skill or something, have a booth set up, and then everybody would camp around uh, the area, and it'd be a campfire at night. And that was uh, one of the things that I'm kind of sorry we didn't stay for uh, is the campfire, because I understand that the, the campfires are spectacular, and people bring instruments, and they sing, and they they have a good time. Well, th- that's the thing that um, that impressed me about the whole thing out there. And I don't know if your take is, uh, is close to it or the same, but it just looked like a bunch of people having a good time. Yeah. I mean, good family like campouts. I mean, there's no technology. Nobody has like, I mean, they have their phones and stuff, but they're not like constantly on them. They don't have TVs or big screens or video games or anything like that. They're just them, their family, their friends and nature. Yeah, the kids were riding bicycles, you know. Yeah. It was like kind of a nice open space where, you know, the kids could ride bicycles around. This is something I've seen at uh, a, a number of campgrounds that I've either visited or seen on, on uh, you know, with the YouTube with the van lifers and the RV lifers. Uh, there um, there seemed to be, seems to be less video game and, and attachment to a computer and more connection mm-hmm. with uh, the world around you. You know, you don't you don't need to get lost in a computer when you look up and there's all this this nature going on around you. I mean, I'm sure that these kids probably get bored of the trees and too uh, at some point. But I don't know. It just seemed to me like like kids were running around having a good time. It was it seemed to be a pretty safe space where people, kids could do that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the parents weren't, uh, you know, trying to track them down and have, have an Apple uh, air tag stuck to their, <laughs> uh, you know, to their chest with uh, crazy glue or gorilla glue or something like that. It seemed to be uh, that, that the kids were enjoying themselves. And I remember my best memories of uh, 
uh, of, of being a kid was going camping and going to a campground. And, and my dad was, was into it. He liked doing that kind of stuff and, and going to a campground and, uh, and, and, you know, uh, just meeting people from different places, seeing people uh, that you, you hadn't seen before, spending a weekend with them. Uh, it was better than seeing your family half the time. And, you know, <laughs> well, I'm sure a lot yeah, of those yeah. people made some really good connections and still are over this weekend. I mean, the rally, it's only just in the heart of it right now. It officially began on Thursday, but that was like a setup day when we went to it. So we saw a lot of people just kind of arriving and unpacking and getting settled in. There wasn't really any like events or workshops or displays going on right. to Friday take part Saturday in big days and there's um there's a bunch of workshops going on today i mean i don't know if you're listening to this and you're saying to yourself gee i ought to get out there and uh and, and and check this out i'm not even sure that you could buy a ticket today to be honest with you um i'm sure that if you showed up there with some cash that they'd probably let you in the tickets are pretty pricey uh, I think it was 130 bucks or something like that for a ticket. Uh, but but if you're uh, into that lifestyle, it's very worth it because you're getting a lot of firsthand experience and information and stories that you just won't be able to get anywhere else. And they're in a great place to display that and demonstrate it and teach you it. And they have this technical course set up as well. So you could take your vehicle and really see what it can do in a simulated uh, overlanding environment. Well, and that was the thing is, is that you just don't go out there and, and, you know, booze it up with a bunch of people. There are, although you can, I guess, if you want to, uh, you know. Uh, yeah, late although, at night <laughs> during the campfire yeah, time. They do encourage you not to get boozed up and drive your car. They're very strict about that. But there are and uh, there are a number of, of people there who are of, uh, you know, of an uh, education with uh, this particular discipline of camping. And they're more than happy to talk to you and to show you. Um, and there's seminars and certain people. We, we ran into a woman that was doing seminars on cooking in your camper. Mm -hmm. uh, we uh, talked to another guy who trained people in police departments and oil companies up in Canada about driving through fields. You know, I mean, when you get up into oil country up there in Alberta, uh, it, you know, it's, it's a different environment. It changes yet. You don't, there's no road. No, you know, you gotta, you gotta know how to pop that thing down into four low and, and go and what to do. There's no phone to pick up and call and say, Hey, I'm stuck. You got to get yourself out of it. That's why you see a lot of these people carry these long boards, fiberglass boards that they can shove under their wheel and also use to dig out of a mud spot or a snow spot or whatever. Uh, and there's an education that goes with that. As I, as I talked to uh, one gentleman, you're not only learning about yourself as a driver, but you're learning about your vehicle and what it's capable to do and what the two of you can do together. There's, uh, um, uh, you know, there's, there's lessons to be learned there. And I think, uh, you know, I, I think that every manufacturer that sells you a four-wheel drive 
uh, vehicle, not not just an all-wheel drive, you know, putting around town, but an all-wheel drive vehicle ought to include a course like that and say, this is how you use it uh, effectively. You know, um, don't think that you can drive in the snow at 80 miles hour and when you tap the brakes the thing is going to stop because it's four-wheel drive it's not four-wheel stop it's four-wheel drive but there are people who um you know who who, who think that they get a, a vehicle like that and uh nobody don't have to show them nothing about uh about driving a, a car like that i was like that when i was a kid and i, I got my first four wheel drive. you don't have to show me anything man i'll show you how this works boom and it took me about four hours to pull the truck out of that ditch <laughs> um hey listen you know you're, you're young and you learn it's uh it's one of those things that happen to you uh all right nathan what do we uh you have a magic question for me this morning sure let's go ahead and do it live here again like we were going to do yo Vinny, what are you driving this week Oh, naked! I, I thought you'd never ask. Uh, yes, this week we are we are chauffeuring around uh, the 2023 Ford Maverick Hybrid. Now, uh, if you know about uh, the Ford Maverick, uh, it is Ford's. If you don't know about it, it is Ford's newest little truck. It's a much more manageable style of truck that you might be used to. Uh, it's not a big Dragunda F-150 or F-350 or F-450. It's the size trucks used to be. Uh, it's small, it's manageable, it's easy to park. And the thing I like about the Maverick is that it it's a truck that looks like it's ready to go to work. It's a truck that you can uh, buy um, well, you know, you have a problem right now because the dealers, uh, they're selling all they can print. And the dealers are, you know, kind of taking it to people a little bit with these trucks, which is uh, disgusting in my view of, uh, you know, dealers trying to charge uh, four, five, six thousand $6,000 over MSRP on these trucks. But that's what the market is right now. As long as people will pay it, they'll charge. They'll be happy to charge it. And people are paying that kind of money for certain vehicles. Go try to buy a Chevy Bolt for MSRP right now and see what happens. Um, it's it's amazing to me. But the Maverick, anyway, is uh, one of those. But the Maverick Ford has hit the sweet spot with the Ford Maverick. Uh, it's a pickup truck, but in all essence, it's a compact car. It, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think it's lost on people who were around in 1970 when the original Maverick came out uh, that that was a small car uh, meant not to compete really with Volkswagen, but to be more in that compact car area. Well, people like trucks now. So Ford said, well, why don't we make a compact truck uh, that can be utilitarian? It has a, a big enough bed that you can fit a piece of plywood in there. Um, uh, it rides comfortably enough that it rides like a small car as opposed to a truck because it's a unibody. And uh, that it has everything that a truck has. Or consequently, 
not much. So you can get in either um, configuration. You can get the XLT or the Lariat, which is the custom, got leather seats and this and that. Or you can go to the other end of the spectrum and you say you want a truck for your uh, business uh, to go around uh, town and deliver newspapers or whatever you do. This is the perfect truck for that. I don't think you can get it with crank windows, but I think it's pretty close to that. I mean, I think it's one of those, you, you can get it in a minimalist version uh, that costs around $20,000 if you can find one. They'll be out in time. Right now, they try to get as much as they can out of people, so they're printing the high-end versions. The one I'm driving is uh, a hybrid. It's a mild hybrid, but it's supposed to get you... Um, I, I haven't had a solid look at what the mileage is yet, but it's supposed to get you uh, over 30 miles per gallon. So for a hybrid uh, and a pickup truck, that's pretty good because it has four doors. It's somewhat spacious inside. It's not as big as a big truck. It's definitely going to be smaller than a big truck, but it's not uncomfortable. It's not a mini truck. It's a truck that... uh, you know, that if you are somebody who owns a house, living in a country, does a lot of Home Depot uh, trips or something like that, this is a truck you're going to look at and say, you know, for my second car, maybe instead of uh, going out and buying another hatchback or another SUV, I can buy this uh, this little pickup truck. And if I want an SUV that bad, I can put a, a cap on it. And uh, it's covered back there. But if not, take the cap off. And you got a pickup truck. You can haul a refrigerator home or uh, uh, bicycles or something tall. Or, you know, whatever your heart desires to put into that. uh, I think it's a five-foot bed. So it's not, you know, a big six or seven or eight-foot bed. It's a a five-foot bed. But I'll tell you what, I laid down in the back of the thing last night. It It was comfortable. You put a sleeping bag back there, you can look up at the stars all night and get that kind of feeling of, ah, Washington, there's no place like it in Earth. So anyway, this Maverick, uh, as I said, is uh, it, it, I think Ford hit the nail on the head with this thing. As I also said, they're, they're selling all they can print. Uh, I don't know if they're still taking orders for them, but from what I'm reading on the different uh, owners groups and so on and so forth, right now there's probably a six to seven month wait if you want one, unless you can find one at a dealer that's just sitting there. And if you find one at a dealer that's just sitting there, I'm here to tell you that you're going to pay over considerably over MSRP for that thing. So relax. Look at it, uh, talk to people that have them, uh, admire them. And uh, if, if if you like it, if it's something that you think fits your lifestyle, order one. And that'll come through at MSRP and you'll be okay. It's available in uh, four-wheel drive as well as uh, uh, two-wheel drive. The hybrid, uh, um, I'm not sure if the hybrid comes in and two, or just two. The one I have is a two-wheel drive. Um, 
and what I also like about this thing, and I don't want to dwell on it too long, but I have it ready. What I also like about this this uh, Maverick is that the use of recycled materials in the cabin, in, uh, in many places on this vehicle, uh, they've taken the, the interior panels, I think, are made out of old uh, soda bottles. Uh, so there's, there's a, um, you know, this kind of a hip kind of environmental thing about it as well. Uh, I don't know if they're going to go electric. I don't know if they're going to go plug-in hybrid uh, with the Maverick. But the Maverick that's, that's out there right now is, um, is every bit as good as any other Ford truck uh, that you're going to buy. And Ford has really beat everybody. Uh, except for Hyundai, who has a Santa Cruz, which people argue, is it a truck or is it not a truck? There's a ton of people that argue about this. Everybody needs something to argue about, right? Uh, But there are, uh, you know, it stands up against those trucks. It stands up as a truck that uh, if you're interested in a small truck and you can wait the time, uh, it's going to be out there. I believe that Ram is coming out with a smaller truck as well. And I'm sure that everybody over at Chevy is looking at each other going, okay, what do we got to do here to get this, this this show on the road for a smaller truck? Or maybe they won't. Maybe they won't do it. Maybe they're, they're so busy building electric vehicles that, you know, they, they there's an opportunity here that's been missed. Um, I, I've always said and always thought that the, the time is right for not only these pickups, and we've talked to Jill Simonillo about this, uh, who's come on our show uh, a bunch of times and is an expert in pickup trucks, but I've always thought that smaller trucks, uh, that the pickup trucks have gotten too big. Uh, when you drive a car that you can't see in front of the hood to see if anybody's walking there in a school zone, that's not a good thing. You have to be able to see. Now, now I know they put cameras in, but, you know, there, there are people every year that get run over by these trucks. You know, somebody's hurtling down the road in, uh, you know, a 7,000-pound piece of metal. And listen, I understand the world needs pickup trucks, but I think it's also, there's a lot of people out there that when the gas crisis fires up again, and it will, don't think that, uh, that there's not going to be another gas crisis at some point uh, where, you know, the prices are going to go to the roof, then you're going to have a truck like this. And there'll be a variety of these trucks available uh, for you to buy and for you to uh, uh, to save money on gas with. So that's the Ford Maverick. I know I spent a little bit of time on it, but I love the vehicle. Uh, again, I think it's a great vehicle. It uh, it's a little a little um, bouncy in the ride. <laughs> uh, but again, you know, it's it is a truck. It's not a car. And trucks tend to be a little bouncy. But the interior design, uh, the way everything fits together, the fit and finish on it, it's all 
it's all really uh, what we would call right there. It's all really good. That's the Ford Maverick. That's our Yovini. What are you driving this week? Uh, tell you what, we'll take a quick break here, and then we will come back, and we will we have at least salvaged. Nathan has salvaged the first live cartoon that we've ever done. So, Nikki, you're going to be on the radio. We we got your at least your section of it. And we're going to do that next for our cartoon right here on Drive Time Radio on 1150 KKNW. It's time to winterize. And at Sinclair, that means check. Lubricate, check. Transmission and differential, check. Hoses for leaks, check. Fan belt, check. Drain radiator. And put in Sinclair antifreeze. Change to Sinclair Triple X. The multi-grade motor oil. With nickel added to armor plate your engine against winter wear. Finally, fill up with Sinclair Dino for fast winter starts. Worry about winter? What for? You've got Sinclair winterizing. It's time now. Winterize at the sign of Sinclair. Sinclair, we care about you, about your car. Talk radio that will get you thinking. Alternative Talk 1150. Actually, talk radio that's giving me a this morning more than anything else. It's <laughs> Drive Time Radio, New York Vinny, here with you hanging out. Um, yeah, it's just been a, a, a world of technical problems earlier this morning, but we're getting through it. It's live radio. We're doing... Luckily, I took tap dancing lessons when I was a kid, so I know how to dance the night away, as uh, Brian Ferry and Roxy Music once sang. Uh, dance, dance. I haven't seen Roxy Music in a long time. I, I haven't toured or anything like that. Maybe they're out there. They're out there, and I just haven't seen it. But anyway, uh, we do have our Saturday morning cartoon for you. Thank, knock on wood. Nathan uh, uh, did a sound file and and kept it with him so it would stay out of my maelstrom of uh, of, of bad juju with these machines. So uh, we uh, let me I'll tell you the quick story. We ran we were riding around at the um, at the Northwest Overland Rally, and these people had this really great setup on a corner of one of the rows. And they had a, a canopy and a carpet and a drum, you know, a little drum you could pound on and a, and a guitar. And I passed them, and then I came back around, and I said uh, to this uh, really wonderful, one of, the, one of the nicest smiles you've ever seen on somebody, just really, really good-spirited people. Uh, but this woman, Nikki, said, uh, you know, I said, hey, Nikki, can you play a song for us. You have a car song in your repertoire that you could uh, you could bestow on uh, the drive time audience, and she said it just so happens that I know a couple of car songs, and I said, "Well, goody for us, uh, because we will get a chance now to listen uh, to Nikki and her doing a, a song uh, called Riding in My Black Car," not to be confused with the Tracy Chapman. She got a bad car, a big car, or something like that. Anyway, this is a different song than that. But here, first time on uh, Drive Time Radio Live, 
is Nikki and her friends uh, doing the ride in my black car. friends doing uh, riding in my black car um and uh just, just i mean that's the kind of people you have you ask you know that's the kind of people you meet out there you ask them to do something and uh, and uh, if they can accommodate you they do it it's a part of being a neighborly friendly uh and having a good time out at uh, out at the northwest oberlin rally what what do you think of that nathan that was a that was a nice uh, fun little addition wasn't it Oh yeah, it was so great, and we were kind of in sync with that too. We were just riding around, and I, you originally had the thought, but I was thinking to myself, well, you know, we get a bunch of campfire. You know, there's got to be somebody with a guitar, and you said, oh, we just happened to drive by someone that I spotted, and we went right back down there, and very fun. He just pulled up a little lyric sheet on their phone with the chords and played a tune for us, and job well done. Well, you know, it, it was uh, it was interesting uh, because, and as I tell you and try to, um, I don't know if I'm teaching you, but because I think you're a very observant young 
man. But I think that, uh, you know, when you do this kind of stuff and you go out on a live broadcast or you go out to tape a broadcast, uh, you observe things around you. You look for that interesting piece, mm-hmm. you know, that interesting uh, segment that, it, you know, something that's a little off the beaten path that you'll be able to do. And when I saw them, when we passed there the first time, and by the way, uh, the people at the Northwest Oberlin rally, uh, Ray and uh, Marianne and uh, all the people that worked there were just so spectacular to us. They gave us a golf cart uh, to go ride around and to, to tape our stuff. I mean, I, I don't know how many media people went out there, but uh, I'll be honest with you. It's the first time. Uh, one of the first times, uh, not the first time is I think back on a 30 year career, but it's, it's the first time I've gone to a small event like that. And somebody said, here, take the golf cart, go do what you got to do. It helped us cover them uh, much better. Now you won't get to see that coverage unless you go to YouTube <laughs> and watch it when we get it uploaded. But believe me, it's worth it. We, we, we made a, you'll see it. We made a nice little TV show out of it. Uh, maybe we'll win an Emmy. Who knows? Anyway, um, but it was, uh, you know, again, a, a good bunch of people. Right? We got a, a news note that I wanted to, because, you know, sometimes I come across these stories and I go to myself that, that nobody's going to believe this when I tell you. Uh, it's just not going to, it's, it's not going to register. You're real. You're going to say, I I was up this morning and I turned over and I thought I heard Vinny say that, uh, you know, don't buy a bling ring for your car, but that couldn't have been what he said. But then your wife will look at you or your husband will look at you and say, no, that's exactly what he said. Don't buy a bling ring for your car. Because it can cause you trouble. Explain, Vinny. Okay, I'm going to do that right here and right now. So I don't have one, and I don't know anybody that does. Actually, I do. I should take that back. I would bet you that my sister Stacy has a bling ring in her car. But what it is is, you know, people like rhinestones and and, and stuff like that. You... you um, they sell this ring that has rhinestones and it goes around your ignition switch. And so it highlights your ignition switch. So you know where to put the key in or press the button, right? Sounds simple enough. So this woman in Northern California, grandmother, I don't know, she looks like she's uh, uh, a woman of, of, uh, of smarts, not, uh, not, you know, not, 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 Somebody who looks like they, uh, you know, they, they probably can handle themselves, probably know what they're doing. Made a mistake, I guess. Maybe not a mistake. She has a, 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 I believe it's a Mazda. And so she gets, she loves rhinestones. She's got them all over the place. She's got them on the back of her phone. She's got them on her coffee cup. She's got them on her dashboard. She's got them all over the place. She's uh, Glenn Campbell's rhinestone cowboy or cowgirl. Okay. People decorate their cars up like they want. I love it. I used to go to the art car thing uh, down in San Francisco that they used to have every year where people would paint up their car. I love art cars. So I also liked Art Carney, too, by the way, who played uh, Norton on Honeymoons. Um, so 
this woman gets orders this the, the the bling ring, and what it is is it's rhinestones set in a ring uh, that you put on, around your ignition, where your ignition key would go, so that you can put your key through bling every day. I guess I don't I don't know why you would do that, but she did it. And as soon as she put the bling ring on, the car wouldn't start anymore. I mean, what the heck happened? She took the car. She had took it to a local mechanic. She tried to boost it. Uh, she tried to do this. She tried to do that. They wound up towing the car. She's uh, down in Northern California. So she winds up towing the car from like Ukiah uh, all the way down 101 to some uh, Mazda dealer somewhere. And they got the car and they can't figure out what the heck is wrong with it. I mean, they're whacking out. Uh they got experts. They got people coming down from the factory. Uh, they got regional reps. Everybody is coming down to look at this car because nobody can figure out why it won't start. They've run codes on it. They've checked everything. And nobody can figure out why this car will not start. So finally, they... they they go on the internet. Somehow, somebody remembered reading somewhere that there was a similar problem to this with a car somewhere in the Midwest. And they actually uncovered the article and found that the bling ring, because the rhinestones are set in metal in that ring, when you paste it on to the ignition, switch where the ignition goes, that metal blocks the RFID signal from your key. Because the way anti-theft systems in many cars work is there's a, a your key has an RFID signal. It's transmitted to a receiver in the steering column of the car. And once the receiver gets that transmission, it unlocks the theft you know, the electrical system and the car can start. But if it can't get that signal from the key, the car can't start. So woman's 98 cent bling ring uh, that she bought from Amazon. Who knew Amazon sold bling rings? Um, cost her a couple of thousand dollars in repairs. Now, she, um, I guess, according to the story, and this is uh, Michael Finney from Channel 7 in the Bay Area, uh, according to the story, she uh, went to Amazon and said, hey, you should, uh, you should tell people about this. You shouldn't sell this. And, of course, Amazon, you know, all the way down in the bottom of the ad, way past where you order it, way past where the customer reviews are, way past where everything is. There's a little note, and I guess it says, uh, this may not work with some cars. Uh, I guess it's a lesson to read the entire page before you buy something. But who thinks about real all the way down the page? I mean, how many? Yeah, and next you're going to tell me you always read the user agreement 
whether you signed up for your cell phone, your website, your this, your that, the other thing, that you read that whole thing before you checked in that box that said, uh, you know, it's uh, you, you authorized them to take your firstborn child if you want to use the uh, the website. Come on, please. It, it, it doesn't happen like that. You know, and I know, we all know uh, that we click on those things and hope and pray that none of the things that could happen to you that would cause any kind of action in that long agreement to, to go into force happens. You figure, I'm just ordering candy bars from uh, uh, Amazon. But in this case, this woman uh, got a little more than she bargained for. So needless to say, she took the bling ring off of the car. Uh, personally, I think that Amazon probably should have at least uh, kicked in a little something for it. Even though, it, even though, right, you could you could legally say it was her stupidity. In the uh, case of, um, I don't know, uh, I, I guess in the, in loving tribute to uh, John Nordstrom, who used to take anything back no matter how long, I mean, or, or Costco who still has that policy. Uh, maybe they should have worked something out with her and avoided the uh, publicity. But, you know, that's uh, listen, uh, uh, Jeff Bezos has a right to run his business the way he wants to run his business, right? It's not a, it's not a public corporation, although it seems like it sometimes. So anyway, if you uh, were thinking about getting a bling ring for your father for Father's Day, you may want to rethink the decision. When it comes, you may want to just... Right on the uh, envelope, not here, and send that sucker back. Because uh, it's going to happen to somebody else. Somebody else is going to get caught with their key in the bling ring. And when you get caught with with your key in the bling ring, it is nothing but heartache and trouble. All right, listen, that's going to bring us right up close to the end of the show. I did want to take a second to wish a very very happy Father's Day to all the dads out there and all of the uh, people who uh, are in young kids' lives as uh, as a mentor, as a father, as a guide, as uh, anybody who takes the time to try to make young kids uh, smarter and uh, uh, easier to grow up and more of a, uh, you know, cushion the blow a little bit. There's a lot of guys uh, that uh, that don't take that responsibility seriously. And uh, shame on you if you're one of those people. I've always tried to take that responsibility seriously uh, with my kid. And even though, um, you know, she's a, a product of a divorced household, uh, that she still knows that both her parents love her and both her parents are in her life. And hopefully... You do the same thing if that situation arises. And if not, that you're a good father because we, we need, we always talk about moms and, and how lovingly we need moms. Uh, we need dads in this world too. We need uh, male role models as well as we need female role models. Hell, the way the world's going, we just need role models. We need people uh, that can show young people the right way to do things, uh, not just uh you know, from a from a business standpoint, but from any kind of standpoint, a life 
standpoint. So uh, give your kids a hug. Thank you to everybody who makes this show possible. Again, I apologize for the show. We had something very different planned. We will put it up online. Who knows? Maybe we'll even run it next week. And until next week, next Saturday morning at 8 o'clock, we'll see you then if the Lord's willing and the creek don't rise. Have a good Saturday and a good Father's Day.